And this is Sex Archie, Archie, a Riverdale recap podcast. This episode, we're going to recap Chapter 2, A Touch of Evil. Ooh. So yeah, now that we've met everybody and done all the setup that an episode one does, things happen. Things, things happen. happen. So many things happen. So many things, ha- things happen. What happened first? Uh, Archie couldn't sleep. And he's shirtless, and then he goes on a run. Yeah, and you see him in his boxer briefs, and it's hunky. <laughs> it's hunky. And he runs to Miss Grundy's house. Yeah, because he's so guilty now that he knows there's a bullet wound. They know when the shot was fired. That's actionable information. Yeah. And she's all like, honey, honey, no, no. You can't. Oh. No, don't do it. Let my pouty, aged lips assuage your fears. She's awful. Yes. And then it goes to the next morning. Mm-hmm. And Archie's dad's all like, I know you were out of the house. I know what you're doing, but uh, you're doing stuff. Alice Cooper. <sighs> I love that Betty's mom's name is Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah. She is so happy that Jason Blossom really is dead. Yes. She's over she's yes. over the moon. And she she's so happy that Betty's losing her friends. Because her friends are awful and they hate her and there's not real friends. Blah. So But actually it's just because she's emotionally abusive. Yeah. So then at school, Veronica tries to make up with Betty by sending her like three dozen yellow roses and having Magnolia cupcakes flown in. And getting a blowout in Manny Petties. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely what you do for your heterosexual friend Here. that you just want to they, like they hang out with. for like a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you do. They're yellow for friendship. Yeah. But th- this is when we get Cheryl's first big scene, and you know we love Cheryl. Yes, we do. Cheryl, uh, well, th- there's a PA announcement, because this is, of course, the, the first day of school after the body's found. Everybody's shaken. It is now certain that he's dead. You know, Jason's never going to walk in that door again. The wave of grief has crashed down across Riverdale yeah. anew. So uh, the principal makes an announcement reassuring people, and like the town sheriff makes an announcement, you know, hey... Uh, if you know anything, please come forward. And then Cheryl grabs the mic and she threatens to rain vengeance from on high yeah. on anyone involved. And she has her suspicions. She does. She does have <laughs> it's her suspicions. Her other scene comes shortly after. Oh, in biology, biology class? Oh, my goodness. Where she stabs the frog and <laughs> well, just like rips. Down it. Well, first her, like, lamprey friends, who are always just suckered onto her, are like, you said one thing to the cops, and now we see that another thing happened? That's weird, isn't it? And she never stops smiling, or, like, this manic smile, never breaks eye contact. 
<laughs> dressing them down for having the audacity to question Cheryl Blossom. And Archie's like, I, I can do this for you. And she's like, what? Because my brother is being dissected right now, like maybe at the same moment like we are. And then she just pops the top off the scalpel. And while staring at her friends and not losing eye contact, she stabs Bam. it into the frog and just yanks. <laughs> Cheryl, we don't deserve you. <laughs> it's too much. It's never enough. It's never enough. We also find Betty's mom is like paying off the morgue guy. The creepiest morgue guy of all time. Yes. I want to know more about this morgue dude. I, I hope wanna, he comes back more. I want to see a version of Frankenstein where he plays Igor. That's the dude. Yeah. We, we get a little more high school drama. Uh, Kevin is best friending with try with both Betty and Veronica, which is very tense right now. After the the closet incident, mm-hmm. the four of them, Kevin, Archie, and the girls, share a, a tense lunch table yes. moment where Archie sings a song and it brings Betty to tears, and she runs away. She can't give the answer he wants to hear right now. Oh, oh, and then. Weatherby approaches Archie because earlier in the episode he he sees like Archie like won't make eye contact with him and it's like during the over like the PA thing mm-hmm. and because Archie's late to class that boy he he's all like is there if there's something you want to come forward about you should do that and he's like no but before we move on I want to just point out mm-hmm. that Mr Weatherby wears bolo ties. I don't support that decision. That's, that's like a thing that the character did in the comics for a while. Well, that's something they should have changed along <laughs> with everything else. I mean, they, they didn't cast somebody's 300 pounds as Mr. Weatherby either, so they could I change. I think it's a lovely touch. I mean, sometimes he wears ties too, I've but I love... I've never, ever considered a bolo tie lovely in any way. To the original source material, <laughs> you know. So then Archie goes to Miss Grundy and is like, ah, Weatherby, he like came up to me, like we've got to say something. And then she like seduces him all up. He doesn't just go to her office, which she is is having like private cello time. Anytime there's not students, it's cello time. No, he blasts through the door after this sort of swoosh cut, like it's an Edgar Wright movie. (laughs) And she seduces him and is all like, no, you can't say and like this is a thing we're a thing and then art and then jughead's just walking down the hallway and he sees he he knows and i love that archie and weatherby aren't just like i mean now that would be something but (laughs) archie and grundy aren't like star-crossed lovers at this point he just wants to come clean and help find a killer yeah and she is just like no i will use my manipulating wiles and uh like social capital from being an adult to to manipulate you and keep you under my thumb this is not healthy archie get out of there yeah and then we move over to cheer practice (laughs) where veronica's still trying to be all like buddy buddy and betty just is not having it anymore no. And she's she invites Veronica. Cheryl to the Manny Petty. Yeah, she uses those gift cards like, yeah, thanks for the present. You're not coming. I'm going with the devil herself. Like, why? And, and this is after uh, Cheryl's amazing pep talk about how like, everybody's going to be at this pep rally and all eyes on me, so you better cheer hard. That's what you're worried about, Cheryl? The cheerleading? Yeah. I love you. 
then uh, Cheryl ends up at Betty's house that night mm-hmm. and is like being all nice and sweet with her and like doing her makeup and stuff. But and there's a turn. Then she just starts asking about Polly and what Polly knows. And do you think Polly knows about Jason? And does she say anything? And Betty's all you know, like, why are you asking? Because she probably fucking killed him. And, and the, then, Betty just stands up, and I really like, thought there'd be murder right then and there. She she comes up from the bottom of the frame like fucking Jaws. <laughs> this look of and then for the murder. rest of the scene, she's she suddenly grew six inches. I swear. <laughs> Betty's actual line to Cheryl: "Get the hell out of my house before I kill you." Yeah. And she's the nice, sweet girl next door, yeah. right? Yeah. Everybody loves Betty Cooper. It was scary. The, the the next thing that happens is Archie's walking home. He's got takeout from Pops. Yes. I love that the civic life of Riverdale is still centered around Pops Chocolate Shop. Yes. It seems <laughs> to be the only restaurant they have. I think so. But he, who does he meet on the road but Jughead? And Jughead knows. And Jughead confronts him. And then everything comes out. Or at least a lot of things come it's out. Like, yeah, I'm in love with her. And her gunshot on the 4th. And I love that Jughead is just like, she's messing with you. She's a freaking cougar. (laughs) Cut the shit out. Jughead is the voice of reason. Jughead is wise. Yes. I love Jughead. I love him so much. Always listen to Jughead. But but the worst part is uh, Archie's dad comes out and is like, oh, hey, Jughead, I haven't seen you in a while. You coming in? And Archie's like, he was just leaving. He took Pop's burgers out of Jughead's grasp. He could have burged out. This It's the most incredible betrayal yeah. of Jughead's trust you could yeah. possibly do. He denied burgers for my boy. they had enough burgers in that bag. Well, there's no such thing as enough that, burgers for that Jughead. That takeout bag was pretty small, even for two people. It's the thought that counts. It's the thoughtlessness yeah. that counts. Yeah. Well, then we jump to the next morning where mm-hmm. Alice Cooper is <laughs> banishing the evil spirits with sage from her house and okay. talking about how Jason's parents probably sacrificed him to the pagan god. If you're one of our listeners who doesn't actually watch the show, that bit about sage probably sounds like one of our embellishments. No. 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 <laughs> Riverdale does not go halfway. Please believe me. She questions you know, Betty about like, well, why was Cheryl even here? And uh oh, the brutal thing where she's like, How many times are you gonna let them like break your heart? And she's like, Until I learn my lesson. Oh, oh. So b- back at school, yes. everybody's hanging out in some sort of lounge. What yeah, kind of high like, school has this lounge? Uh, like every high school on TV. That was a really big thing in the OC. <laughs> <laughs> they had like their own coffee shop. It really is every teen drama, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, see, reg- real high schools don't have those designated, like a, a, this is like the hangout spot. There are hangout spots. Like, the theater kids hang out in, like, whatever theater room there is. The music Mm -hmm. kids have their room. But there's not, like, a this-is-where-we-all-mingle room. But Reggie is being a straight-up douchebag. Yeah, Reggie fell off the knife's edge from last week and went straight into being a giant asshole. And he starts saying stuff about, well, it's always the weird kids. It's always this. It's always that. Um, I bet Jughead killed him. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Some like, oh, did you do anything weird with the body? Yeah. Like, it's called, it's necrophilia, Reggie. Can Here's, you spell it? And then Reggie like flies over the couch to go like attack Jughead, but Archie's, Archie's like, there. Stop. <gasps> oh, oh, it's not worth it, man. Call down. And then one of my favorite lines happens <laughs> uh, was, did you and Donnie Darko kill him together? And then they punch each other. Once again, I have to remind people that depending on how old Reggie's supposed to be, he could have been one year old at most when Donnie Darko came out. He could have been alive. He could have been a wee babe. I love Donnie Darko. I know. I love it so much. Archie but, gets a really good black eye from yeah, that. It, it boils over into a fight regardless, and, and Archie gets his lights knocked out for a good cause. Yes. Then the next day, we're at it, it's the football game. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not even a football game. Pep rally. But Why the, were they all in their football gear? Because it's a pep rally. I don't understand this. Uh, but the important thing is the great big dance number. Yeah. Great big dance number. Josie and the Pussycats perform a new cover of Sugar Sugar by the Archies. Oh, yeah. It's time for a history lesson. In the late 1960s, there was an Archie animated series. And part of that show was that the, the characters made a band called the Archies. And this was the time when, you know, the monkeys were on. So there, there was a proven market, like, what if we get actual session musicians to record actual songs and then sell those? And so the Archies were a sort of real, sort of fake band. And Sugar Sugar is one of their songs from, like, 68 or 69. Yeah. And it was the number one record of the year. <laughs> yeah. So that big, big number happens. Mm-hmm. Like Cheryl goes up on stage. Yes. To sing a verse that gets cut. You can't see her actually sing unless you go to, like, the YouTube page because it got cut for time, yeah. and that's a crime. So before that actually happens, though, uh, Archie confronts Grundy saying that he's going to tell Weatherby tomorrow. And she can either, you know, get on board or be left behind because the truth is coming out. Yes. And then Archie goes up to Jughead and tells him that he's going to tell Weatherby tomorrow. And they kind of make up a little bit. Yeah. At least they say, like, they're going to talk over many, many burgers. Yeah, because Archie owes him after last night. Yes. So cruel. So after the big dance number, the football players, like, run out. And Cheryl has, like, a little break where she sees Archie in the number nine jersey, but then, like, sees Jason. Yeah. And Red she hair, number nine. Oh. Just runs away. She has she has a collapse. And who runs after her? Not any of her, her hanger-on friends. Uh-uh. Not sweet, kind Betty. Yeah. It's, Veronica. it's Veronica. Veronica's been there. And Veronica's comforting her in the locker room. And then she she breaks down over Jason's dead. And then she says, he was supposed to come back. Black occult necromancy theory is, is getting some support here. He's supposed to come back. <laughs> and then we hop over to Pops. Yeah. Where Betty and Veronica are having some milkshakes. Betty saw Veronica be a real good friend. Yeah. Not She can see it's not just talk. It's not just yeah. some scheme. Yeah. So they, so they go have a milkshake together. And while they're there, Archie and Jughead show up. Mm-hmm. And they join them. The, the fearsome foursome together for the first time. Yeah. Sharing a booth yeah. with milkshakes and fries. It's very sweet. Oh. 
It's exactly what I wanted. It took two episodes and we got there and it's perfect. Yes. And then we hop to the next day, early in the school day, Archie's going to tell Weatherby, but before he can open the door, Weatherby rushes out. And the next thing you know is they are in the biology classroom and Cheryl stands up and holds out her hands to be handcuffed. And they're like, we don't, no, no, that's not necessary. She's like, no, I'm guilty. (laughs) Because I'm guilty. And she can't even just get arrested without making a huge self-serving production. (laughs) Well, she wasn't even getting arrested. She was getting taken to be, like, questioned. She demanded to be arrested. (laughs) And then Jughead's voiceover tells us that what they're going to find out, or what they found out from the autopsy is that Jason didn't die on July 4th. He didn't die for over a week later. Yeah. So so much for that gunshot. Who cares? (laughs) Well, yeah, not that that gunshot. (laughs) And that is episode two. That's episode two. So what would you think about episode two? (laughs) (laughs) So many things happened. And the... The, there's so much Jughead in it, and yeah, you start they, to get to meet him. They really made and, up for last week. And then Betty, like, goes through her whole emotional turmoil during mm-hmm. the whole thing. She tries to be a mean girl, but it backfires. And then she becomes a, a, a very scary girl, but the, then finds her Bettiness again. Yeah. And then they're all together at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other quick little moments in the beginning. Jughead's opening noirish monologue mm-hmm. talks about uh, that feeling of, well, since there wasn't a body, we all sort of hoped, maybe even expected we'd see him again. And one of the like quick flashes of dream sequence is Cheryl and Jason having two straws in the same milkshake. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> creepy, creepy. Uh, and another shot um, during the beginning uh, PA announcement where we're checking in on where all of our teen characters are in this moment. Apparently, all three pussycats use the bathroom together, like, as a team. Uh, you know, sometimes friends do that. They're never without each other. They are very tight friends. Maybe they have issues like peeing, and they like to make sure that the stall's good. I think maybe they have the same hydration schedule. That would, that would make sense. They're yeah. on a strict hydration schedule to, for to their... To keep their vocal cords yeah. limber. and so then they tend to have to pee at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I love when Cheryl uh, talks about her, my twin tuition is kicking in or whatever she says. Which is really hard when the other side of that twin pair is dead. Speaking to her from the other side. Oh, man. I mean, I j- it's a good use of those pop culture quotes Yeah. that we like to talk about is... Like at the towards the beginning, Jughead is in the school and he sees like Reggie and all them coming and he says, Rich kids from the Goonies, I'm out. And then like as he's walking away, Reggie purposely like bumps into him and says, like, watch out Wednesday, Adams. And it's just like so much in just like ten seconds. <laughs> Alright, uh, let's let's use that as a segue into our recurring segment. <laughs> Favorite pop culture reference of the episode. Donnie Darko, yeah. I think the Donnie Darko. Okay. I I liked the best. Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin. Kevin comparing himself to pre-accident Montgomery Clift. 
Now, if you're not aware, Montgomery Clift was a film actor in the 1950s who had a car accident in 1956, which then turned his, his career and personal life into a nosedive. Apparently, Kevin's aware of this as a 15-year-old in the year 2017. He likes old movies. He likes handsome, square-jawed men. Me that too. That is true. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. I want more Kevin. I want more Kevin Sorbo, but we can't always get what we want. <laughs> you got a, you've got a prediction. I have a prediction. My prediction is based off of the end of the episode when they're all in the booth and Jughead's voiceover talks about how it may look like there were four people in that booth, but there were only three. I think Jughead's a ghost. Yeah. Yes. Now, I think he's haunting Riverdale. That can tie into my prediction from last time. And that's why their uh, uh, relationship deteriorated. Jughead died. Yeah. And now he can't do buddy things. He can only do ghost things. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the only one that knows. We're like on a wavelength, you and I. Yeah. 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 Do you have a prediction? Tell me if this is cheating and I'll try to come up with another one. Okay. I think Miss Grundy is on the run from the law, and that's why she's trying to keep a low profile at all costs. Cheating. Okay. I think it's cheating. Mama Cooper definitely has blackmail on somebody that's going to come into play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This isn't based on anything specific, and it's not immediate, but, like, that is coming. Yeah. Mama Cooper is going to get real, real unethical in her newspaper investigation. I love that your predictions are like stuff that will probably happen and mine are like, I would just love to see this happen. It's probably not gonna, but well, listen, in my wildest imagination. Oh, well, if you want to hear me do one of those, listen to episode three. <laughs> All right. So before we head out, uh, it's time for us to do the thing we do where we compare uh, a character as they are in the source material to how they are in Riverdale. So, so let's learn a bit about Cheryl Blossom and her move from page to screen. Uh, Darlin, as our Archie Comics expert, <laughs> mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about Cheryl Blossom. Uh, Cheryl Blossom is a red-haired bombshell, just like her Twitter. <laughs> At Cheryl Bombshell. Somebody squatted on that. That's not like the show. That is some fan if you actually go really? to... Really? They got it? At Cheryl Bombshell. Some fan changed their Twitter handle to that. Oh, those jerks. Cheryl shows up as in the comics as just a super sexy mm -hmm. red-haired girl out of nowhere that tries to swoop in to get Archie from Betty and Veronica. She's definitely not a friend to them. <laughs> at all if anything she does kind of make them come together more mm -hmm. to get archie back from her archie really is the luckiest boy alive <laughs> if i understand this right she was introduced to the books because betty and veronica were too friendly and they they needed some tension again that would make sense <laughs> like i don't know specifically mm -hmm. but that makes sense that they needed like a third thing to bring in more tension to bring back these, like, feuds. Mm -hmm. So so what about her relationship with her living uh, cartoon brother? <laughs> I don't, I don't like, remember ever seeing it in a comic that I read. So Jason's pretty much a non-entity. He's the most killable. Like, maybe he was there, but he wasn't important to anything from what I remember. <laughs> and, like, I, I mean, I grew up on the, like... Or so, like, the Digest ones, where it's mm -hmm. just, like, a lot of compiled material from across the years. I remember her appearing and stuff. I don't remember him. He wasn't much of a character. <laughs> <laughs> and he ain't now. He's a bloated corpse with a hole in it. So he's been updated pretty faithfully. Yeah. <laughs> in a manner of speaking. 
This show also did not invent the uh, incestuous subtext. Maybe I just blocked out those stories. The Afterlife with Archie uh, zombie series uh. makes that very explicit. They, they picked up on those jokes and made it part of the plot. Maybe you're the resident Archie expert over here. <laughs> trying to take my title. I just love my redheads. Should I dye my hair again? Anything else you want to say? Do you have a favorite pair of eyebrows? Archie's. They are gigantic. They're they're so well defined. They are so precise, and, and th- those things are like filled in too. I th- I think his uh, hair and makeup person uses a chalk line and and like a T square to make those yeah. eyebrows. <laughs> it's incredible. They are intense. Do you have a favorite favorite eyebrows? Uh, I was gonna say Archie. Yeah. Yeah. They just look like caterpillars. His dad's got some good eyebrows. Got some good eyebrows on Luke Perry. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Perry has aged well. Mm-hmm. In a lumberjack sort of way. Lumberdad. A, a little little lumberjack. Little Jack. He can do little trees. Sure. <laughs> well, he's not like big brawny man. He's like... No, he's the new brawny man. He's the new brawny man. I think that's all we have to say for now about Chapter 2, A Touch of Evil. So I'm Elena. And I'm Grant. And from us at Sex Archie. Hashtag Riverdale Strong. Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down with your Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Come on. And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Please.